Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Laura Grassi and today I'll be talking to you about the surprisingly easy way you can make your own chemically competent cells. There are three simple reasons why you should make your own stash of chemically competent cells. First, every molecular biologist should learn how to do it. Second, it's very straightforward. And third, it will save you money and prevent emergency situations. Today, I will tell you how to make DIY stock of chemically competent E. coli the workhorse in the molecular biology laboratory. Things you'll need. A fresh overnight culture of any E. coli strain grown in LB broth. Sterile centrifuge tubes. A spectrometer for reading the optical density of E. coli. Sterile ice-cold calcium chloride at 100 millimolar. Sterile ice-cold calcium chloride at 100 millimolar with 15% volume-for-volume glycerol. And sterile Eppendorf tubes. Before we get started, let's discuss what are chemically competent cells. Chemically competent cells are basically bacteria that have been treated with chemicals to enable the bugs to take up exogenous plasmid DNA when the situation requires your experiment. The process of getting plasmids into bugs is called transformation, and chemically competent cells are transformed via heat shock. And how do you make E. coli happy to take in foreign plasmids? You see, these little bugs do not normally just gobble up any foreign substances, plasmids included, for no reason. The trick is to disrupt, activate the cell membrane of the E. coli so that the plasmid will be able to move across it into the cell. The state of being able to take in exogenous DNA is called competency. See the original article for a great diagram explaining competency. To prepare chemically competent cells, you'll need to grow a batch of E. coli from a small volume and subculture them. Then collect the E. coli when they're actively dividing. Because the population is in synchrony during the logarithmic growth, the E. coli will be best prepared to become transformation competent. So, collecting the cells during log phase growth is crucial. Also, we're making a batch of chemically competent E. coli. We don't add any antibiotics to the growth medium. This is because we are not amplifying any plasmids, which are what confer antibiotic resistance to the E. coli cells in the lab. So take care with your sterile technique so as not to contaminate the cells during preparation. After collection, treat the little bugs with a series of cold, salty buffer washes to render the membrane semi-permeable to plasmid DNA. Aliquot the cells, freeze them down at minus 80, and hey presto, your own batch of chemically competent cells. Let's go over the protocol for DIY competent cells. We don't expect you to memorise this, but it shows you how simple it is to prepare your own chemically competent cells in the lab. First, inoculate 10 mils of sterile LB with your desired E. coli strain. Culture overnight at 37 degrees with shaking at 200 RPM. Re-inoculate 1 mil of the overnight culture into 99 mil of sterile LB and culture at 37 degrees C with shaking at 200 RPM until an optical density at 600 nanometers of between 0.3 and 0.5 is reached. This is mid-log phase. Split the 100 mil culture equally between sterile centrifuge tubes and collect the cells by centrifugation for 10 minutes at around 7,000 RPM at 4 degrees. Discard the supernatant and use a P200 pipette to remove any drops that remain. Add 20 mils of sterile ice-cold 100 millimolar calcium chloride to each pellet and gently respend the cells. 
allow the resuspended cells to chill on ice for about 15 minutes. Collect the washed cells by centrifugation again for 10 minutes at around 7,000 RPM at 4 degrees C and discard the supernatant. Then we're going to add 5 ml of sterile ice cold 100 millimolar calcium chloride supplemented with 15% volume for volume glycerol to each cell pellet and gently resuspend them. Divide the resuspended cells into 50 microliter aliquots in sterile ice cold Eppendorf tubes. Store the chemically competent cells at minus 80 degrees C. They should remain competent for at least one year. Quantify the transformation efficiency of your chemically competent cells by transforming them with a known amount of plasmid that contains a positive selection marker and count the number of transformant colonies. Visit the original article, the link is in the episode description, for this detailed protocol and a table detailing how to prepare the necessary solutions for making chemically competent cells. But before you get started, we all know that a clear protocol doesn't always translate to an easy workflow and that insider wisdom goes a long way. Here are some useful pointers. It's important to handle the cells gently because we're weakening the cell membrane to make them chemically competent. This makes them susceptible to physical damage and a dead bug is a useless bug. Sterile, sterile, sterile. Remember, There are no antibiotics in the culture, so it is prone to contamination. Take particular care when checking the OD600 of the cells and aspirate the culture over a Bunsen burner. If you are making up competent cells for an entire lab group and plan to fill, say, an entire box full of aliquots, then label all of the tube while your subculture is growing and place these in a box in a minus 80 freezer to cool down. Also, grab a lab buddy and some liquid nitrogen in a wide neck dewer just before aliquotting the cells for storage. One of you can aliquot the cells into Eppendorf tubes and the other one can close the caps and place them in the liquid nitrogen to cool down. Remember, work quick and cold. I really like the DIY movement in preparing lab reagents. Admittedly, we're fortunate to be doing science in this era because there are so many kits available. However, it is always good to learn how to survive without them. These secret personal stocks can pay huge dividends when you're in an emergency situation. Plus, the DIY route is always budget-friendly and useful amid periods of financial austerity. So, why not try your hand at making your own electrocompetent cells as well? See the episode description for a link to our article on how to make these. Finally, to ensure you have a constant supply of high-quality chemically competent cells, download our free chemically competent cells protocol cheat sheet. The link is included in the episode description. So that's it for how to make your own chemically competent cells. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench side. Flow Stars is back with season four. The podcast from Bettman Kung to Bite Size Bio and hosted by me, Peter O'Toole from the University of York. I'll bring you closer to the big names and the rising stars of flow cytometry and get to know the leaders and those rising stars outside of the lab and more personally. Grad school was a struggle for me, mostly because I wasn't sure what I was doing. I have, I don't know, 150 different spices, 130 cookbooks, so many kitchen gadgets. My kitchen is like a lab. What we do, we do it out of love for what we do. And that's a very different motivation. And I don't know that that's something you can teach. All this and more in season four of Flow Stars. Really hope you enjoy them.
you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.